What's going on, fans? My name's Josh. I'm here with Matt. And today we have probably our, our uh, biggest fan and uh, by far a uh, Kevin Smith expert um, on the podcast today, um, AD, one of the... <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to get him a t-shirt um, for him to sport once they get the t-shirts up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So we'll, we'll be um, talking about uh, Kevin Smith today um, and uh, all of the, the Smith universe, uh, including uh, films, comics, TV shows. Um, so this is the Nerdforce Podcast. So Matt, what do you got for other news today? So yeah, we're definitely going to hit some new news first, and then we'll get into the Kevin Smith stuff. So we'll try to not go down the rabbit holes that we do. The biggest thing, Josh, which I know you want to know, and, and if you don't know yet, I'm mm-hmm. surprised if you don't know. Okay. Paul Rudd signed on for Ghostbusters. That was one of the points that I was going to bring up. Yeah, yes. Exactly. The dude's so yep. good. Did you see? Did you see the uh, podcast or the? Um, the video? Yeah, video. That they did? Yeah, and like the little stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I slammed my pants. Yeah. Dude, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that, like, yeah. I could watch him do anything. Yeah, and he doesn't age. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't age. I can watch him fondle himself on video for oh, well, a half an hour. It would still be with, good. With pants on. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, did you hear the thing? He had a... um. When they were filming Ant Man, the first Ant Man, he did like the the um, he tried to recreate the um, what's the movie with the girl that spreads her legs? Oh, um, uh, basic instinct. Yeah, basic instinct. So he tried to recreate the basic instinct sure. scene. With oh, oh wait, hold on a second. Bing bing. We had an actress had her and, name yep. and the movie and the movie. Okay. Yeah, it took us a little bit to get the movie, yeah. but we'll take it. Yeah, so he tried to create the recreate the um, the basic instinct scene. Um, with Sharon Stone, um, with uh, the guy that played in Basic Instinct, was in uh, Ant-Man, Michael Douglas. Thank you. Um, and so him and Michael Douglas are doing a scene, and he's got two for two. Yeah. So far. And he's got he's got his junk pulled out of his pants, and like has his legs crossed um, to hide his junk, and then like he opens up his junk, and like <laughs> like it goes and sinks back into his pants into his zipper. So he's sitting there like fondling himself, like trying to get it out. And, like, Michael Douglas keeps a straight face through, like, the entire scene. But, like, afterwards, he's like, what are you, some type of pervert or something? <laughs> so. <That's fantastic. laughs> Dude, he's so funny. I just, I always oh, I, I we need more we need more rug. Danley, chip in, brother. Chip in anytime. Yeah. Uh, Listen, it, when it comes to talking about Paul Rudd's junk, I'm good. <laughs> you, got, you guys seem to handle that pretty well on your own. Um, no pun intended. So, so, other than other than Ghostbusters news, what, you, what else do you got now? So uh, this looked really cool, dude. And I, I am I, I thought about this for a minute before I was gonna say this looks cool, but it, dude, I can't help it, dude. It looks cool as hell to me. Charlie's Angels. Do you see the reboot on this? Yeah, I saw. Dude, that. looks good, man. Yeah. And again, it's uh, 
I guess I guess it's time for uh, the Twilight kids to get their uh, dues now in the uh, cinematic universe because uh, Kristen Stewart's playing uh, one of the characters from uh, Charlie's Angels. So, and I forget the names of the three angels, but I, I can't remember their names. Oh, Twilight, I, the, the yeah, movie, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, for, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and and she's about to be honest with you, most of the stuff I've seen her in, she's been like a deadpan to begin with. But uh, this looks really good, dude. It looks really good. It's, it's like a really fresh take on Charlie's Angels. Now, it's, um, it was written by Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. She wrote it, well, co-wrote it, but she's in it, too. She's playing Bosley. Yeah, well, she did the, um, she did the Hunger Games, too, I think. Yeah, she yeah. was in yeah, Hunger Games. Yeah, she wrote, uh, she you're wrote right. The like she wrote really, she was that uh, involved in that, too? Director, producer, or something like that. I did not know that. I did not know that. So, anyways, she's got chops, but... So, anyways, it looks it looks really cool. It has that whole, like, um, like Jason Bourne type of yeah. like oh, like cool. look to it. Yeah, like so it it's all international. Series. That they're going international yeah. that's cool. with this, which is I think is really cool way to take Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And they're gonna this. It's like this looks like it's a, it's basically it's still a reboot, but the reboot on this looks really sweet. It looks tight. It looks clean. It looks good. And basically, it's got, you got three chicks that are just kicking ass, dude. Yeah. And it looks really, it looks phenomenally good. So they got, um, well, Kristen Stewart's in it, and they got, uh, let's see, who else is in it? Uh, what, what's her name? Uh, here we go. I want to, I want to get names. Naomi Scott, she's oh, in it too. Nice. And then, um, what's the other person? Uh, oh shoot. Um, I can't remember her name, but anyways, you'd see her, you'd re- you would recognize her. But it looks like the way that they're taking this, though, it's definitely going along the lines of like Mission Impossible, um, that type of that type of theme, mm-hmm. and it's basically a situation where somebody's got uh, some IP that could literally be turned into a weaponized uh, world threat, yeah, and their goal is to stop it, basically. So they the cut. Did you see the trailer? No, I was. Gonna oh, you gotta watch trailer. Like, oh, the trailers. Doing something with it. Trailers good, dude. Trailers. It, if the trailer holds up, and the rest of the movie holds up the way the trailer does, fantastic. I think it's gonna be a bit. Yeah. It's gonna be a home run. So, anyways, that looks really good. So I want to throw that out there. It's 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 kind of quasi in the wheelhouse of what we talk about. But I think it's going to be good. Yeah. So. Well, I, I see that you're trying to make up for your uh, your hating of women with Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, oh, and that's not changing. I still think we have better Captain Marvel, but <laughs> but uh, anyways, I think that we got three three uh, strong women that are going to carry this and all the way through, and we don't have to look at Captain Marvel. So. Cool. And they all have long hair too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they wear wigs. So, so either way, it's good. Um, okay, so one thing we talked about last week too, which I thought was interesting, is that this whole this whole new this new take that shoe companies are getting involved yeah. heavily with all these new like Stranger Things. We talked about it, right? Yeah, and we talked about Gundam, right? Yeah. And did you see the Gundam shoes? No, I was going to kind of So, yeah. Okay. So, again, when something happens like this, then all of a sudden you start seeing stuff that's like, whoa, hold on here. We don't need this. Okay. 
Okay. All right, I got a pair of shoes we don't need. What's that? Toy Story shoes. Oh well, I mean. I no, I no, Josh. If you if you wore these, shoes. no, you. They literally look like shoes from Stride Right for a kid. Yeah. That little. Like, but, but no, they're not kids. made for kids. Yeah. These are adult yeah. shoes. These these are the. They look. First off, Reebok did them. And Reebok's irrelevant in the shoe. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they have a couple of lesser NBA stars and stuff like that doing their shoes and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't like anybody that listens to this podcast and be like, well, you know, the, the stature of the, their NBA stars. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole point is like, I looked at these shoes thinking they're going to be cool. They literally look like all they're missing are like the light up steps. Like when a kid, like you get those little shoes with the kids like step on yeah. them and they light up and stuff. By the way, they have those for adults. Sweet. Well, okay, if I was running in like in the middle of nowhere with no lights, then maybe I'd want them. Oh, well, that well, well, yeah, and your sword run. Yeah, my sword run. I don't think people know your sword run. We need to post that. Yeah, we'll post that. Yeah, we'll post the sword run. But no, don't get me wrong. If you want to get a pair for the sword run, I will buy them for you. <laughs> okay, but these things are like they just look sloppy and ridiculous. I mean, take a peek at them. Go online, take a look at these shoes. And I'm telling you what, it's like, you know, I, I get it. I love the tie-ins of stuff. And I think Toy Story, Josh has seen it. It's a, it, so f- what I've heard, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah and you can give a quick, you know, thing yeah, on that I mean, if every, you want to. Every Toy Story up until this point has taught kids about death. This one teaches kids about existential crises. Um, and it does it in a very, very good way. Um it's it's just it's all around good. Like the char- the characters that they have and the acting and the writing for these characters and the new characters that they have are just phenomenal. It works very very well. They don't use a lot of the char- the whole characters a lot other than like Woody and Buzz. Um, but the the char- the new characters that they do use work very very well. The comedy that they write into it, it's, it reminds me of the days like in the '90s of stuff where you could go and watch a kids movie. And there would be adult innuendos and like yeah, adult a Shrek, a Shrek film. Yeah, like a Shrek film, exactly. Like we, what we talked about, Shrek. Yeah. And the same thing goes here. It's it's very much, um, it's made for adults. Yeah. Disguised for kids. Yeah. So. That's cool. I, I like it. I, I'm going to go pay to see that. I want to yeah. see it. We were actually thinking about going on Sunday to see it this weekend, but we ended up doing other stuff and we didn't get to it. But um, no, I, I'm I'm really into wanting to see that too, and I think that it's going to be one of those box office surprises when you finally see the numbers on that. That thing's going to be huge, yeah, huge, huge, huge. All right, switching gears onto my next piece of new news, and I and I, Josh, I sent this link to you, and I think you liked it a lot. It, it was talked about DC mm-hmm. and how um, they're moving into the horror comics. Mm-hmm. I do and, like that. Oh, dude, this is so sweet. I can't yeah. wait for this. We talked a lot about this with Brightburn and how yeah. that's kind of a niche that's been missing with the exception of, like, Brightburn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've tried to do it in the past with, like, Constantine and stuff like that, but they've kind of, like, they've... they've well, I think, Con- I think Constantine's a different comic, though. Yeah, but they've, they've kind of they've, they've kind of tried to bring in a darker... Like, oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. They've, they've yeah. put a line between, like, horror and just, like, yeah, there, there's been a line that we haven't crossed. Though. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like it feels like they're starting to like edge on that line yeah. and start to cross that line with Brightburn and even like Swamp Thing and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And so it, I very much welcome it. Any any type of diversification that we can get into, like comic books and comic book movies, is very much welcome. Yeah. Well, you know what I thought interesting though, when I was reading about this too, that you know DC's ended Vertigo. Vertigo's done. Yeah. And that's that's kind of sad. I mean, I kind of felt bad for that because Vertigo was always a landing pad for a lot of good stuff, you know. And so, but so they ended Vertigo, and they're doing. There's going to be three of these. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be uh, one's called the uh, see one is the Dollhouse Family, second is Basket of Heads, and the third one's going to be the uh, Lulu uh, or the Lolo Woods, Lolo nice. Woods. So, and I got a little bit of backstory on these right. to get an understanding of what's going on with these guys. And I thought it was interesting that they were going, like I said, still even putting this under the DC banner because. In, in all honesty, they had Vertigo as a vehicle to do this under, and I don't understand why they would change and want to just do it under DC. I know that DC, they've launched that whole new, um, which I haven't read any of this yet, and I cannot wait. I, I've got to get the comic book, or I feel really bad. I got My bag has got to be huge at yeah, this point. I was thinking about, I was going to try to go there today, but the yeah. wanted to go to books or Barnes and Nobles and yeah. stuff, and I was like, nah. But I'll go there. If you want to go there tomorrow, I'll go there. I'll yeah. Go well, the thing, if I go there, I'm sure that uh, my bag, like I going to be fat. Box, yeah. yeah. So if it doesn't matter, I'm going to get them. Um, but the, the DC's launched that other uh, that other line that's called, uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. The, um, it, dark, it, the dark gold. Light, it's like yeah. a gold seal. It's like a yeah. DC gold seal or something like that. But it definitely is a darker one. They did a Batman one too, that the guy at the comic book store was taking no reserves on. You had to yeah. get it then, and that was it. Yeah. And I didn't get it, of course. And I hope they still have it when I go there. But um, so I, I, they're folding. The, I don't know if it's going to be a gold seal. I don't know if it's going to be just regular DC or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a different banner. It's kind of like the Marvel Knights banner that they did. Yeah. Um, under Marvel, where they it was very much you know adult content yeah. in the in the sense of like Jessica Jones dealt with like rape and yeah um, stuff like that. So yeah. it was very graphic detail. Sure, I mean, you know it, it's going to be definitely like eighteen plus. Oh no doubt, no doubt for sure. Well, anyways, baskets uh, basket ahead is going to be based on um, haunted artifacts. Cool. Yeah, and uh, when I saw basket of heads, I'm like. Okay, basket of heads. That's all I saw. But when I read a little bit about it's going to be about that's going to cover like hundred artifacts. I don't know what the story. I don't know if it's going to be one shots. I don't know if it's going to be a whole storyline. Don't know what it is yet for sure. The uh, one about the Lolo uh, Woods is going to be um, uh, basically about a you know some type of a strange being in a small town type of thing. I kind of get a feel. Like, you know the like a Stranger Thing type thing with yeah. that. Yeah, I always thought I, I, I felt like it was um, it's gonna be kind of like Slenderman, um, if you're familiar with yeah, Slenderman, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. small town, something creepy living in them. Yeah, and the last one, and dude, I'm sorry, the but village. the one about the this is the one about the dolls. It, this shit creeps me out anyway. So I mean, you're not a fan of Chucky. I mean, the the whole doll thing creeps me out, you know, and like Chucky doesn't bother me as much, but like. Those other type of doll things, like it's like clowns. Clowns bother me too, yeah. you know. But but the dolls, and then basically this is a family that has a, a set of dolls, 
that are mystical, basically. So they possess these mystical dolls, and uh, it, it's just going to be really... I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Which, but one thing I really like what they're doing with all three of these, they're all going to launch in October and be out there for Halloween, which makes such good sense for DC because sometimes DC doesn't always, DC doesn't always make the best decisions when they launch stuff. It's like kind of random at, at points, you know. But like this, tying these in, launching them on Halloween, people are going to be interested. It's Halloween. I think these are all going to be good stories. I don't know who's writing these yet. I, I tried to find out like who the writers were and, and who the artists were because to me, there's a lot of books that I read based on just the artist, not the writer, the artist, too. You know, so I'm not sure who's going to do what with these and how it's going to go out. But those are, I think, those are interesting storylines, and I think that I hope they play them out well. But that's basically what I had for uh, new news because I know we got a lot to talk about with the Kevin Smith stuff we're going to yeah. talk about. So I just want to touch on a few things I thought were interesting this week. And that, that was basically all I had. So all right, cool. I got some uh, news that goes along with Kevin Smith. Um, oh, well, I, got, I guess we're going to touch on um, before we get into Kevin Smith as well. Um, the, the Batman, um, they've uh, announced a shortlist for a couple characters on there. They've announced a shortlist for the Penguin. Who's doing the Two Face? Okay, so actually, I, I went back uh -huh. and I and I pulled out the Halloween comic. Yeah. And I and I, I took I just went through it again. It refreshed my memory. Yeah. Dude, that story, Two Face is critical, critical, so so critical. That is the pivotal point in that comic. Yeah. And uh, when I when I actually I didn't have the time to reread it, but I wanted to take a look at it before I came over again tonight so we could talk about it a little bit. But um, Two Face is going to be the he's going to be the pivot point, and you, I don't know what they're talking. If they keep true, I mean, we're we're speculating. Some, yeah, uh, I think they'll take some creative liberties, but I think they'll, you know, they're definitely driving from that yeah. comic. Yeah, and if they do, it's a great comic to drive from because my son brought up a different point. When as soon as I came up back and told him, I said, "Hey," I said, "You know, we we're talking like on the last podcast about." The, like you know Batman and the Halloween and all the different things yeah and uh, he's like oh yeah he goes I remember that one and he and he started telling me the story again I'm like oh that's right and I remembered it when he told me so I went back and I started back checking it and I'm like thinking yeah so Two-Face has got to be somebody strong in this one because he's he is he is the story yeah so we'll see what happens you'll like who the one of the actors that they've got um, on the shortlist for Penguin is one of the people that they were thinking about for Batman. Um, they were thinking about the Nicholas Holt, the guy from oh, really? Times of Anarchy for Penguin. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of three names. Uh, I don't remember. One of the names was from the most recent Fantastic Four movie. I can't remember which character. It was, I think it was the, the guy that played Doom. Okay. Um, from the most recent Fantastic Four movie. Okay. And then, um, and then Nicholas Holt and then some other unknown. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, they got the work cut out for him, and like you said, you 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 re uh, you uh, reinvigorated my uh, want to see this. So yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll be good with um, with the the right writer. Yeah. On, you know, as long as they can yeah. write, because I mean, it's, it's not going to be even if you're not a fan of one particular actor, it's not going to be um, based upon one particular character. The storyline. Sure. 
you know, a revolving around Batman. It's yeah. It's not going to be purely a Batman movie. Yeah. And that, and no, well, I hope that goes that way. I hope it goes that way. And one thing that I think that we talk about a lot, too, is that, um, and we touched on it a lot, I think, last week, too, is a lot of, we talk a lot about the writers of these things. Mm. And um, I'm going to make a big effort to make sure I remember the names of these guys because, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of. Really the unsung heroes. The un, they are the unsung heroes. They really, truly are. And uh, I I read a lot of books, and sometimes I find myself reading books only because this guy wrote it. Mm-hmm. And like some guys that write Batman, who I really like, obviously, they go off and do some obscure character that I don't really care about. But because they wrote Batman, and I liked what they did on Batman, I go back and I buy that book, and then I read that. So I don't think people understand the power of these authors. And these They're authors. I mean, that's what they are. They're writers. They're authors. Yeah. And I don't think they get their due diligence. But anyways, that's another topic for another day, and I think we will talk about that because I, I really would like to drill down and go through the genesis of a lot of the Batman stories and also the authors, the Grant Morrison's, those type of guys, and, and, and the impact they've had, and the way that they've told Batman, and even the way that Kevin Smith has told Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll touch on some of Kevin Smith's Batman work a little bit later, but yeah. but I think that it's important that we definitely pull these guys out because the ones that that get made into movies and get pulled in the different directions are based on the, what these guys do, and they get pulled in to write those scripts. Yeah. You know, and to do that piece. And when they do that, then that's when I think that we're looking at something that's going to be really strong. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. but anyways, sidebar. Kevin's messed up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, PD, I wanted to, to pass the ball over to you. I have a, um, I'll start um, this round of questions with you. Uh, the, um, I, I first want to know before we go into our favorite points of Kevin Smith and, and um, kind of, you know, um, go into the church of Kevin Smith as we, we praise upon his work. Yes. I uh, want to ask, you know, how, how did you get um, into Kevin Smith? What was your first, first exposure to Kevin Smith? And why have you had such a, a draw to Kevin Smith's projects and films? You know what? The, the bottom line is the dude's just flat out funny. The majority of his stuff is just flat out funny and let's be fair take a look across the table you throw a beard on matt uh, <laughs> I, I wish he was a little bit more like silent bob and by the way you actually you actually called me matt that's the first time you ever used my real name well you know what it's hard to to not call you matt when everybody else calls you matt and if i call you sonny like people are gonna be like wait did they add yet another guy to this? <laughs> um can I just back up for, for one second? Oh, you, so, did, you back it up, baby. All right. So last week you made a, a comment about West Side Story. Yeah. And I, I think we know that's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. Okay. And, and we know who I'm talking about. I know. I know who you're talking about. So I came home tonight and I was telling my daughter that I'm going to be on this podcast and we're talking about Kevin Smith and this, that, and the other thing. And she said, well, what do they talk about? And I went through it and I said, then last week, you know, they were – they were talking about how Sonny isn't going to go see West Side Story because it's going to be awful and you can never make a musical into a, 
a movie. It's terrible. You need to go see it at the theater, this, that, and the other thing. And she stopped me dead in my tracks. And she says, West Side Story is going to be awesome. <laughs> wow. And I said, I said, why is that? And she says, because my boo's in it. Ansel Algort apparently has a major role in this motion picture. And my daughter is absolutely in love with this cat. So, who, who is Ansel Yeah, bring us, bring us. He was in, he was in like Baby Driver. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I watched that. It's a good movie. Yeah. So my daughter absolutely loves him. Okay. And uh, so, uh, Sonny, you're gonna have to walk it back a little bit. Okay. On a right. for West Side Story. That's all I ask. I'm I'm gonna walk it back because I love your daughter. And what's not to love? I, I get it. I get it. I mean, any offspring from the Danley, of course. Absolutely. But no, that's a good. That's a good point. I had no idea who's attached to the project at all. But uh, no, he was really good in Baby Driver. That was great. That was, actually, he's done some other stuff other than that too. He's uh, he did. Um, oh, geez. Here we go. Um, he did another. Listen, we don't need. We, we we need not go down the, the Ansel Algor rabbit hole. I, I just. I, I found that to be very funny. But I mean, okay, I get it. Okay, so I'm I'm not I'm not throwing it out. I'm just gonna say it's. Uh, oh, I will. You came down pretty heavy on it last week. <laughs> all right, all right. I did. I did. I gave. You know what I gave it, Danley? I gave it one of these. Yeah. You did. You, yeah. you did indeed. And there's uh -huh. a certain principal in Delaware who, mm -hmm. when he hears this podcast, is gonna be very hurt. He, he he probably will be. He probably and I doubt he's listening. But uh, <laughs> he's gonna pull my card. I, you know what? I may have to reach out and make sure that he hears this. Okay. All right. And then you're in trouble. <laughs> well, I guess we'll we'll wait to see what happens. I would love yeah, to get. I, I would love to get his. I think that. Uh... I think like other musicals of work. I thought the Phantom of the Opera with um with um oh what's his name? Uh the guy that played uh Bane. Uh or not Bane, the guy that was in Gamer. Um anyways. But the, the You actually think okay, so hold up here. Let's let's back I'm gonna back up again too. Yeah. You do think that there's been musicals that have translated well into the theater? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, or similar, yeah, I think it's, oh, there have well, been a couple, like, uh, not, not a lot, uh, but there have mm, been a couple. I okay. Think I, smell, I, I, I smell another guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can See, have, Josh, yeah, Josh yeah. doesn't know, but um, my other, uh, one of our fraternity brothers, who yeah. I, was my roommate in college, too, um, his name's Aaron, and uh, Aaron is a uh, thespian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not say Danley? Oh, I would say he, he's an exquisite actor. He is. Well, he actually, uh, he did a lot of productions at at our university, which is uh, Cal State. And uh, when he was there, too, he did one where um, he was so committed to the craft. Yeah. Danley, you know what I'm going to say, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? Yeah. He did. He was so committed to the craft, too, that he did one where it was a full frontal nudity shot of himself <laughs> on stage at Cal. So 
But then again, you know. Call it dedication if you're volunteering. (laughs) (laughs) I think he actually made that scene happen. I don't know, but but regardless. (laughs) No, there are some liberties, maybe. I don't know, but anyway, so he did, and uh, no, he's very into um, the the arts and 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 the theater, and he's very well versed in it. Probably, obviously, way more than I am, and. it was one thing that he made a point of uh, exposing to all. Well, Dan, just so everyone knows, I mean, Danley and I are fraternity brothers, and uh, and Aaron's a fraternity brother as well. And uh, so one of the things that he would expose a lot of pledges to was show tunes, <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was no. Yeah. So he uh, and. Uh, you know that that's just only one facet of him so, and one side of him, but you know. If he's just playing show tunes on repeat. Yeah, it wasn't a repeat show tunes type of things, but the kid. Oh, I mean, no. no, it was it was constant, uh, constant new music. Yeah. There there were two things. Anytime you went to visit Aaron and Sonny, which you had to do on a on a daily basis, um, it, uh, two things you could guarantee yourself. One, you were going to get beat about 193 to nothing on Tecmo Bowl. Thank you. <laughs> Represent. You know how it goes, brother. And, well, and the best part of that is he would sit there with a giant chew in his mouth, and he would play the, he would play the L.A. Raiders, and, <laughs> and he would run Bo Jackson at you. And you hear that little giggle that he has right there? Yeah, that's, that, that's what you would listen to for an hour. Yeah, no, I, I took the futon out of my apartment and threw it out the, the balcony one time because somebody kept on running the screen on uh, on Blitz yeah. on me. And like to where, like, you know how Blitz was. Oh, you can, you can just like, oh, yeah, it, uh, oh, yeah, finally, and, and it wouldn't make it. So he'd, he'd back up far enough to where, like, the, the, yeah, the, you just keep running off. backwards. Yeah, and, yeah, and then he would, he would pass it, you know, to the, to the end zone. Yeah, and like, of course, no defender's gonna be, uh, out All right. there. All so right. uh-huh. I completely get it, and you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But you know what? Don't blitz. Don't blitz. <laughs> you know, run the dime package. Run, run the nickel package. Run something else. Don't run the blitz. So, so yeah. And, so you would do that, and then you would go into Aaron's room. Uh, Aaron's room, he was like Felix Unger from The Odd Couple. <laughs> Everything was in its place. And he, yeah. would pull out, he would pull out a CD, and he, he would sit on his chair, and he would sit on the edge of his bed, and you would listen to a musical. Yeah, and then you and then you could leave. So you had to block out like two hours of your day every day. Yeah, to to go visit Aaron and Sonny. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, at least I took it easy on you guys. I just had to play Tecmo with me. That's it. That was all you had to do. Listen, I can neither confirm nor deny that there was anything else that went on. Yeah. <laughs> Lord only knows who might be listening. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we are a non-hazing fraternity, so none of that other stuff happened. Absolutely not. We are definitely we <laughs> we were unequivocally a non-hazing fraternity. But yeah. we 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 had to get to know the brothers, and that was part of getting to know them was letting Matt beat you 197 to nothing. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and listening to uh, West Side Story with Aaron. 
Well, I think I think at that time he was probably more into. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I can't even think what he was into. Probably Phantom, I would think. Oh, there's no doubt. It, honestly, I can't even remember. It's all a giant blur. Yeah. But you know what? You were exposed to something else. And oh, it made... I was exposed to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a flavor we like on our show. That's for sure. <laughs> So. All right. So anyway, I I didn't mean to 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 no, no, take no. us into the weeds, but, but well, I, had, I, I would have been remiss had I not said that. Well, first, to every yeah. This is gonna bug us. No, it's not gonna bug us. <laughs> we will we'll go down every wormhole you want to, you know, and it you know, and definitely if it, had we have, uh, we you know, we could have even got some other uh, some other fellows on tomorrow had because Danley's doing a big barbecue tomorrow, so. Uh-huh. So there will be a Yelp review too, so we can definitely yep. uh, check that out. So tomorrow, it works. Yep, yep. Uh, we have a Yelp professional <laughs> in our uh, fraternity ranks. His name is uh, Eric Forbeck, also known as uh, Foreskin, you know, or or you know, there's other names that he has, but um, nothing better than two stars. Yeah, we also call him Skinny. So yeah. you know. So he basically foreskin kind of evolved into skinny because foreskin was a little bit rough. Yeah, well, it's that's a, that's a, a pretty tame name. I've got some yeah. off the podcast, not something I can say. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so skinny, skinny though he actually writes these Yelp reviews, and it's literally like you're reading like a Bon Appetit magazine. <laughs> They are so good, Josh. I'm not kidding, dude. You got to read these. It's like you talk about, like you always tell me about, go on Amazon and read the Squatty yeah, Potty yeah, review yeah, or yeah. read the review or whatever. Yeah. Gummy bears. Yeah, gummy bears yeah. and stuff like that. Go on. I mean, his Yelp reviews are so yeah. just ridiculous. And it could be something as simple as a, as a bowl of soup. Yeah. But yet he's into it to the point, like I'm thinking – you know, Gordon Ramsay would be proud. Yeah, I remember one you know. he, he tells you the atmosphere of the restaurant mm-hmm. and what the lighting was like. Oh, yeah. And, yes. Uh, now he is eating solo most of the times. So, only because nobody has the 18 hours it takes to eat with Eric. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. That, and he takes 18 hours to eat, and then he takes another 12 hours to detail his car. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you have no idea. His cars are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you know what? I can't even describe what he has. Right, here, here, here's the perfect story. So we have a house in California, right? Beautiful new house. Just bought it. You know, just put this beautiful parking lot in. It's homecoming Saturday. Brilliant sun in the sky. Beautiful October day. Sonny and I are out doing what, what we do, go to the rugby game, you know, wash That's it right. down with 30 or 40 beers. That's right. And go back to the house, and there's Eric's car with this fine layer of dust. Yeah. So what would any, what, Matt does what anybody does, would do. You know, he goes up and he writes, wash me. You, do you remember this? Oh, I remember it. Yes, I do, clearly. Yes. I, and... I wrote, Steve, comes, Steve yeah. comes back to the house, and there's now words written on his black car in the dust on this black car. 
Now, keep in mind, Eric's about uh, – he can't be six foot, can he? Oh, God, no. He's like 5'7", and he probably weighs about 100 pounds. Yeah, maybe. Soaking wine. And he comes back and just absolutely loses his mind because somebody wrote on his car, and it scratched the clear coat. You don't understand. (laughs) You've scratched the clear coat. Like, did did you ever see the movie The Ringer? Yeah, yeah. Where, the, Johnny Knox, yeah. where Johnny Knoxville scratched the dude's seat, the, the CD. Dude's CD. Yeah. Yeah. That was Eric. Oh my Lanta! Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what did he do? He promptly hopped in the car and did what? Right. right. Went and what? He went and went and go washed his car and came back. Mm-hmm. At the and, one coin operated <laughs> uh, car wash in California. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it was. <laughs> That, that, and I sat there and laughed like we were special ed students. Yeah, exactly. Which let's not pretend, Danley, we were. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So, anyway, so we have a we have a Yelp reviewer. We have a thespian uh, that can definitely come on when we talk about West Side Story. And uh, if we ever have a, if we ever have a car show, we'll bring on uh, Skinny. There you go. So, yeah, and if we and 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 if we ever have a golf show, we'll bring on BL. Nice. BL's your man. BL is definitely our man for a golf show. Yeah, Completely, absolutely. Do we have to do it? No, we won't no, do. We could do a Happy Gilmore episode. We could do a ha- well, we could. We could. I don't know where he's at on that, but. I would assume he's probably strong. That's like probably the only thing that's in our wheelhouse that's like as far as golf. It's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's put it this way: BL plays courses that that you and I would probably, uh, um, hmm, probably. Never. I want to say never. We probably never, never exactly. and probably. I don't know if we'd be accepted on these courses. Yeah. <laughs> we rolled up with our coolers and our, yeah. our, our cargo shorts. Yeah, cargo shorts and our coolers and beers and everything else. But no, no, anyways. But BL is a really good golfer. And he's played a ton of beautiful courses. But all right, let's move on. Let's go on and get into this Kevin Smith business. All right. So how do we want to approach this? So go ahead, yeah, Josh. Let's, let's talk about you know how you were first. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, we're, we're going well, you kind of you veered it off on us. So let's how how right. we're first introduced to Kevin Smith and why why Kevin Smith. I think we all started in the same place, right? Like nobody came into this. You know, nobody's first Kevin Smith movie was Clerks too, right? We all started with with Clerks. Well, yeah, could have been Mallrats, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, it's probably Clerks. Yeah, mine was. Uh, I think all three of ours was probably Clerks. Yeah, and, and you know, it was just, you know, obviously Sonny and I have a history in the '90s, right? <clears throat> and that was just our life back then. To me, it was just it was watching where I grew up. Yeah. Unfold in front of me. Dude, that I mean? that could have been that could have been Pittsburgh in a heartbeat. Yeah. Absolutely. You and know, by the, by the way, let's not forget who's wearing a, a Penguins jersey when they're playing hockey on the roof. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, and everybody had those 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 kids that never left the neighborhood. You know, and and you know, Whitey still hangs out with the same people that we grew up with. Right. right? Yeah, in the same places, doing the same things, 
<coughs> that we always did. And it just, it, it hit home, you know? Yeah. And everybody had that girlfriend that was so in love with them, yet you were so in love with somebody else. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it just was what it was. It was, it was cinematic excellence. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so what you're saying though is like, so like just, we're just talking clerks right now. Just clerks. Yeah, like Kevin Smith in general too. He kind of he kind of encapsulated, like you know, that period of time because really his period of time. Well, I think, and I'll, I'll go into kind of my yeah on yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, obviously, we've already established that all of us were were introduced to the clerks, but um, the I think the. I want to steal Kevin's own words on this, and he, he talked about like how, and I'm very much paraphrasing here, um, but a couple weeks ago he talked on Batman on Batman, um, about, or, or Batman Beyond, whatever they call it now, about um, uh, how he was unjaded um, whenever he first started making films. Yep. And through um, up until uh, Jersey Girl. Um, you know, they were all, it was, it was boom, 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 film after film after film. And he didn't like allow himself to, to get too comfy in the lifestyle and, and to live, mm-hmm. um, in any type of lifestyle, even though he was making some money. Still scratching. Yeah. He was still scratching and, and he was still living in every man, um, type of life. Yeah. And, and it was, it was real raw feeling and, and it was, it was something relatable, right. As right. to where, um, you know, with, with a lot of movies, it's, it's, they, there are some relatable points, but the characters aren't necessarily all grounded and and the, not the way that Kevin Smith does it, at least. Right. And so I think that that's what separates Kevin Smith from everybody else is that he actually puts his his movies, at least like a lot of his earlier movies, are are very much told from the everyman uh, perspective. Yeah. No, I think you're. I think you hit the you hit the mark there too. And he just he did a, a recent. Tw- it was so funny. Because we talked about on this episode, called Danley, talked about you know getting him on too to talk about this, and then he he actually does a tweet, mm-hmm. and the tweet came out and it said that um, people, again paraphrasing his tweet, uh, he basically stated that you know people were saying that I haven't done a decent movie and and since I got married and had a kid, yeah. and. So- He's, you know what he goes. I wouldn't trade having if it means that my creative works have suffered because I had a kid and I'm married to a woman or this woman that he loves and all this stuff. That you know that uh, he basically says I wouldn't trade it anyways. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there we are. You know, well, I mean, I think, I think his movies have been good. It's just been it's it's a point of that um, it, they're different. Than, than they used to be, and, and that's not necessarily all bad. It's just um, well, it's an evolution, though. It's, yeah, exactly. It's an evolution. And I think we're I think we're getting further into the discussion of. Yeah. I think we should talk about what we feel, like you know, what our movies are, or how what mm-hmm. like rank them and, and put so our. Let's do, let's do top five. I I mean I'll do my top five. Yeah. And so obviously my top five, um, it's uh, Clerks. One, uh-huh. okay. Two, chasing Amy. And then uh, three, Dogma. Four is Clerks Two, and then five is uh, Jay and Silent Strike Back. Uh-huh. So that those are mine. That, that's my five. What do you got, Danley? What are your five? 
I, I have the same five, just I have them in a in a different order. All right. Um, actually, I take it back. I don't have Dogma in my top five. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I have, well, let's talk, we'll talk about that. We'll get Josh's and we'll talk about that. All right. Go ahead. What uh, do you got? So I, I, in no particular order. Uh, no, no. We'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on all of them. Yeah. That's fine. So I, mm-hmm. I have I have Clerks. I have Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. I have Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, and Clerks too. Mm-hmm. Okay. You gotta have Mall Rats. I yeah. don't know how you I don't know how you can. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know how Matt did that. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll change your mind if I don't know it. Well, I, I, I don't it. get me wrong. I love it, but if you told me to pick five off the shelf. Yeah. That's what I'm going to pick. I'll, I'll give you a reason to pick that. All one. right, what's yours, Josh? Um, so mine is uh, Clerks, um, and then Mole Rats, then Clerks 2 um, in order, and then um, <clears throat> Jan, uh, Jan Silent Bob Strike Back, and then Dog. Okay, so what I find really interesting is we're all with that. There's a line, right? Yeah. There's a line, and we're all above that line. Yeah. All of us, you know? And um, I think that's interesting to say that. But I, I don't have mall rats. You guys have mall rats. Okay. I don't. Here, here's, here's, here's All right, so convince me. Stan Lee's. Cam- oh, yes, I get it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Appearance on uh, movie yep. is, is mall rats. You're He's correct. Very, very meaningful and very deep dialogue yep. um, that very well could have been written. It wasn't, but but it, it, the way that it came across it definitely could have been written by Stanley himself. Yeah. No, I mean I get that piece, and I and I appreciate it because that is his first cameo piece ever. Yeah, it's his ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on, on the so on the big screen. Yes, he on the big have, screen. Yeah. yeah. He, he had other stuff on um, the Incredible Hulk and like stuff on um, various TV shows that Marvel did. No, but movies. Movies, movies, yes. That you're, you know, you're, and and. And you know what? Thank you, Josh. You're correct. That is the first movie, but yeah. you're right on the other stuff too. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I mean, I get it. I mean, for me, Mallrats um, didn't dislike it. Yeah. I didn't dislike the movie at all. Yeah. I didn't and dislike would you it. Like a chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely played. But uh, I just thought that um, it lacked. Okay. I guess I got to go to Clerks, though. So when I go to Clerks, or, yeah. So the development of those characters that he did in that movie yeah. were so solid that they resonated with me. And, again, all the dick, fart, butt jokes they do and all that stuff, yeah. I love that stuff. I don't. It doesn't get old to me. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. That, that's funny stuff. I don't care. You know, call me sophomoric or whatever you want to call me or whatever. I find that stuff hysterical. Yeah. And I'm and I, I I'm not gonna change my view. Just because, you know, I watched this one, you know, how many years ago? It came out in ninety four. You know what I mean? You know, I was what twenty something years old yeah. when it came out. It doesn't change the fact that I still find it extremely hilarious today. Yeah. You know, but what I what I really liked is that he captured, in a way, these characters of Randall and um, the other dude. I forget. Oh, Dante. 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 Yeah, Dante. So they capture those two characters in a way that are so 
you can see, you can see if you're that age and you're watching it at that age, you can see yourself or portions of yourself in those characters. And it, you know, is, and it wasn't sloppy. I mean, I mean, again, you have all those other pieces that we just talked about, but you have another piece that I think that he really teased out in Clerks that that's what made that movie so strong and so successful, you know? And I think that that's why it resonates today and people still watching it today. People are still talking about it today and everything else is because it was basically a character exploration of these two guys, you know, to a degree. There's obviously ancillary characters that come into play throughout the movie that support those two, but it's really about those two. And, you know, the way that, you know, the one guy's in a dead-end job and the other guy's in another dead-end job, everybody's been those jobs. Yeah. Everyone's done those jobs. It's the difference in, like, it's two contrasts between two different personalities of of one guy isn't satisfied, um, is never satisfied with what he's doing, and another guy is just kind of, you know... Yeah, but but, see, that's... And then there, there comes there comes the piece that I that I like, even yeah. though he knows he's not satisfied with what he's doing, right? Yeah. His commitment to his buddy, yeah. and his life and who he is, and you know, coming from, I mean, again, there's and this is throughout all Kevin's movies, you see that that Jersey piece, right? Yeah. When you're from somewhere, and you and that's your identity then that's hard to shake, dude. Yeah. I mean, you can't shake that stuff. Yeah. You know, I can't shake it. I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I, I don't care. I'm from Pittsburgh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, it's that's who I am. That's who, that, that's, that's who's, Pittsburgh made me who I am today. Yeah. You know, and I will never change. And I think that you see that to them, and that to a d- degree, you can always feel it. And then, like, there's a lot, like, the, that one last scene, or, like, towards the end, too, where they're uh, leaning against the candy rack and the one guy's bitching about his stuff and the other guy's, he's like throwing candy at him saying, hey, then change, do, you know, do something. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's always one of those, it's it's like such a dichotomy though because you can't change who you are, no. you know? And, it, and, and again, you see that because, you know, you see it in the other movies, but these, these characters are pulled through in other movies as you can yeah, go yeah, on, yeah. but... I mean, that's how I feel about Clerks, though, because I thought it was much deeper. Mallrats, in my opinion, was not as deep at all. It was more of a vignette type of situation where I think we had a lot of a lot of the humor that we appreciate and like, yeah, and and so forth. And don't get me wrong, they he captured the mall life of the day. Yeah, that that was the life of the day. That's what you did. Yeah. You know, and in clerks, you went to the video store, mm-hmm. you went to the convenience store. Mm-hmm. This one, you're going to the mall, you're doing the mall stuff. Yeah. You see, like they're sitting out, hanging out in the mall, or doing all that. you that's what you did, you know. So it's all there. But for I thought mall rats lacked the depth that clerks had, and that's why I didn't put mall rats on because I thought that it wasn't something that I thought was as impactful and strong as clerks so that's why i left okay yeah let me ask you this was clerks in clerks did he capture lightning in a bottle something you'll never ever ever no matter how many movies he ever makes will he never ever be able to duplicate that again 
Yes and no. Um, I'm going to say, I, I kind of agree with Josh. I want to say yes and no. I think that he's not going to catch that same feel because you can't. You can't do it. It's like... It's okay, like, then you're, you're walking right into my point then. So if you can never do that again, right? Yeah. If you're never going to be able to, to, to capture that again, then it's unfair to compare everything to that and say, well, I don't like this as much because it's not that. Mm-hmm. But nothing's ever going to be that. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's, you know, to, to somewhat of a similar point, the same character dynamic exists. What you were tweeting on about with, uh, with clerks exists within Mallrat, um, just with two different characters. Uh, it exists it, within... Um, but, Matt, but, but Sonny makes a point. He, he doesn't give you the depth of the character. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's not a lot of stuff. But you could, but he would never be able to do that again. And yeah. if Mulrath gave you that character study of T.S. Quint and Brody as deeply as they did, you know, with Dante in in the first movie yeah. or in Clark's yeah. rather, you'd be unhappy because they're different characters and yeah. he didn't do this right, and he didn't do that right, and he didn't do the other thing right. It, it, it's a no win. You could never duplicate what he did with Clark's. And I and I. Had. But I appreciate that he took the opportunity to make a departure from Clerks. Mm-hmm. But I understand, again, completely get what you're saying, but we're talking different characters, too. Yeah. You could still do a broader depth with these characters in that particular scenario. Yeah. So you've had this, the, the what you do randomly, like going to the video store, going to the convenience store, but then the other side of what you did during that period of time is you went to the mall. Yeah. Right? That's what you did. That, well, that's... Not only that, but he took, he took something similar to what he did, and then he made an everyman's adventure story mm-hmm. to that. And, you know, using some of the same, same things that you used within Clerks, but expand upon that and then use it as an adventure story in the mall. I'm going to tell you right now, Mall Rats was held up by Jason Lee. That, I, I mean, I think it was held up by him. I think he, he actually took the character and made it probably resonate more and stronger than probably what it was intended for. Oh, well. I don't, I mean, this is my opinion, but I just don't think that the character development was as strong in Mallrats as it was in Clerks. No, I agree. I think you had different characters. I think you, but you know, I, I think you learned as much about Brody as you did about Randall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, but I mean, maybe was, you maybe you identify with Randall better. Yeah. Maybe maybe you know, maybe you were a convenience store guy, not a mall guy. Yeah. So you get Dante and Randall. More yeah. so than you get Quentin Brody. Yeah. Maybe you're more of a comic book guy. So Mallrats was more your thing because Brody was a comic book guy. Yeah. I get it. I, I mean, but I mean, gun to my head, I didn't have it there. I mean, I mean, I'll put it six yeah. on my list. All right. I can do with that. But where do you guys Listen, have it? I think you took one too many boots to the head. <laughs> That's probably that. That could be the case. But you left off Dogma, though. 
Yeah. And McDog was trying to teach me something, man. I don't need to learn anything. I want to sit down and laugh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Listen, I want dick jokes. Yeah. I want fart jokes. Yeah. I want a girl going into the bathroom, jumping on top of a dead Jewish guy, and then being catatonic at the end. That's what I want. (laughs) And uh, there'll be a sequel for that coming soon. Well, they're doing a uh, Jane Saul and Bob Ruger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. We'll talk about that at the end, but yeah. So anyways, I mean, that that's why I think Clerks was so strong. And I think that um, that's what made it resonate for me. And I don't know if that's what it made it like. I mean, let's, let's not talk about my leaving Mallrats off as much. But like, again, I think we all said Clerks, right? Yeah. We all said oh. Clerks. So. So Dan, so Danley, with Clerks though, I mean, how did that sit with you though? The, the movie? Yeah. To this day, it's probably in my top ten all-time movies, all time. Yeah. But I mean, beyond that though, when like, I mean, I was talking about how I connected with this or whatever. How did you connect with it though? Oh, just like I said, it, everybody had these guys in their town. Right? Yeah. Whitey and I grew up in the same town. Whitey's another one of our fraternity brothers. Grew up in the same town. Knew all the same people. He still lives there. And these guys that never left that town are still hanging out at the same corner bar that they always hung out at. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's still. Or Randall. Everybody knows a Dante and a Randall. Everybody. Mm -hmm. If, If you can't relate to Dante and Randall, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. No, I agree. You've lived, you've lived a sheltered life. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I, I I completely agree with you on that one for sure. And it's yeah. impossible for that not to resonate with people. And it just—it's one of those things that grabs you right by the throat. Like I said, everybody, everybody knew that guy. Everybody grew up with those kind of people who. I work this job because I have to work this job. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a classic line. It's been pulled through so many of these movies, though. I'm not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody knows something like that. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think I think um, a lot of us, like I mean, we said it before, but um, you know, you you can find a at least a piece of yourself in a, in one of those characters or a mixture of those characters. I don't know that you can say that about any of the other films um, or any of the other characters in the franchise yeah. um, as much as you can about Dante and Randall. I've yeah, been, I mean, they... I've they, been Dante part of my life and I've been, I'm probably Randall right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it just like... It, it is a... Uh, it's a representation of... Some, I mean, you, I don't want to say your life, but I mean, it's a representation of a part of your life that you can relate to. And I, and that, that's one thing I liked about Clerks a lot. It was so relatable. I mean, it was so, so relatable. And, and it wasn't like you're watching what we, what we normally watch, which is, you know, superhero this, superhero that and everything. But this falls into that, that generation of type. It was it's so relatable like you said, you can you you could associate with these individuals, 
And yeah. I think that's that that's that's what that's, clerk stood out for me. So let's, let's pivot a little bit. Um, yeah. I you you brought up the superhero thing, and that's something that we watch. I I think that um, one of the better works from Kevin Smith is giving us a superhero film um, beneath our nose that we didn't realize that it was a superhero film um, for a while. Um, and um, Chainsaw and Ball Strike Back. Yeah. Um, in the day that we had the Rocketeer and um, the um, Phantom and yeah. um, the mask and yeah. you know, lazy yeah, attempts. Yeah, lazy attempts. Um, he actually gave us uh, a comedy film that was a, a good superhero film um, yeah. in in its day and, and still holds up today. Yeah. Um, and um, Chance on Strike Back. And granted, it's an unconventional superhero film, but it's a yeah. superhero film nonetheless. Well, and by the way, yeah, I mean that's one thing and. We were talking about, and, and Danley, when you sent me that clip of uh, Cockknocker, dude, that was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Did you hear the story about that? Dude, that's so funny. Dude, so, it's just so funny. Um, Mark Hamill's kid is a huge Kevin Smith fan. Oh, is that how this all happened? That's exactly how this all happened. That's so, beautiful. Uh, that's even, yeah, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah, they reached out to um, Mark. And Mark wanted nothing to do with it. And then the kid, Mark's kid, um, saw this on his desk and saw Kevin's name tied to it. And he's like, no dad, you have to go and go do this. Yeah. And so that's how Mark Hamill got. Really? Mark. Yeah. That's great. And now Mark Hamill's kid, um, writes and he does like, he, he was doing like, um, stuff on the Ghostbusters thing. And yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Him and Reitman, huh? Uh, I don't know that he's doing like directly working on the Ghostbusters thing. He was over at like a big convention. They were at, he was talking about the big convention. They were at, like, he was talking about Kevin Smith. Very cool. Very cool. Didn't know that. But I mean, I mean, I mean, I, with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is, again, one of my favorites too, it, um, it was complete fan service for me. You know, I mean, we got it all. We got everything we wanted with those characters and everything. And it was so, I love that movie. It's so funny. It's just funny. It's just, it's funny. It's a good ride. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, as you said, like, like, I mean, the, above all else, we can dig as much as we want to off Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith is a very smart individual. So yeah. his writing goes, is, um, even his new stuff, like it's, it's very smart, except for maybe yoga hosers. Um, but, uh, ultimately he's just a funny guy. He gets what, what is humorous to most people. And, and the thing is, is that because he does get it, what is humorous to most people, he's not accepted, though. I no, mean, yeah, it, yeah, it, not, and that's the thing. It's like we talk about like, Kevin yeah. Smith as being... Jokes and jokes exactly. So we talk about him as being this, right? Yeah. But mainstream media and, and studios and everything else, they don't see it. They don't, see it. They don't no. get it. They don't see it. I don't know what they don't get and don't see... Because the guy is absolutely megally successful, you know what I mean? It's like, what are you missing here? It's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that they may start getting it. Hillman Mark or Hart Hillman Mark Bernard are writing a new t- or doing a. a he's he's um, running a new TV show and he's having Mark write it, like be the head writer. Yeah. So they haven't announced. They just announced that they're doing a TV show together, um, and that they're doing those roles. That he's he's going to be the showrunner for it, and that Mark is the um, the head writer for it. So I don't I don't know where it's going to be at. Whether it's going to be a 
a major streaming platform, but somebody has signed them to do it. So yeah, you know, um, we'll we'll see. I think that he may be starting to get a recognition between that and he's doing the um, the Marvel thing on Hulu. Um, I forget what character he's attached to, but they're doing like an adult animated series on Hulu. Oh, that's um, cool. They're doing like the Modok character with uh, Patton. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing. Um, he's doing a show, but I can't remember exactly what character it's, but it's it's something along the lines of like a Deadpool or, or something like that. That's so cool. Very much adult. Yeah, very nice. I know he likes to use the uh, one character, a bullseye. That he pulled that through on Arrow, and he pulled it through on he, Daredevil. He, he uses Mysterio a lot too. He loves Mysterio too. Yeah. yeah, he used that a lot too. And we could talk. I mean, again, okay, I'll, I'll very, very real quick on this, and then we'll get back to the yeah. discussion on the movies, though. Yeah, but I mean, his comic book writing is so good. I mean, there's um, there's been those uh, runs that he's had. That have been really good, and some of the Batman runs have been really good, especially um, the Batman Cacophony run that he did. That was that was solid, really, really solid. But the one that 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 um, the, the Widening Jar one though, that's the one that it was supposed to be. It was a six shot, and then it was going to stop, and then like later, probably about a, I want to say almost a year later, they were they were going to do the the rest of it. Yeah. Well, it never happened, and so we're you know, like that kind of still is hanging out there. But the way that he writes Batman is is really good, and he pulls in his Batman writing is very um, uh, similar to the Grant Morrison style writing yeah. of of that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you know that I like that take that he does with that. But um, but he's also written um, obviously the, the Daredevil stuff, and also um, a ton of uh, he did a ton of Arrow too. I didn't had I had no idea that he was so involved with Green Arrow, but the um, series or the no the, the comics. Uh, I, I didn't know that. I, I had no idea that he had written so much for, for that. But what I thought was interesting with the um, by the way, his Daredevil comic. The, the Guardian Angel comic. Oh, fa- oh, dude. Guardian Angel. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Can yeah. we, I don't want to get too far into that. But just the premise of that. So yeah. a woman has a child, right? Yeah. So you read this, right? Yeah. No, this I've is... Oh, it's... Oh, God. It's so good. Yeah. It, have a child. Is it is it the Antichrist? Or is yeah. it Christ? Yeah. Or I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So, and, and dude, that's a great read. Mm-hmm. That is so, so good. So... I, I definitely want people to go out and read that one because that's one of the things like with Daredevil too. It's like, again, I talk about, you know, second tier kind of guys and I always put Daredevil in that second tier kind of guy. This story though is a top tier story. Yeah. Top no, tier. Really I think this is probably... Not with the second tier of Daredevil, but the, uh, the story of the Guardian Angel, which is a different discussion for Daredevil. Yeah, another day. How we tier Daredevil. You, you don't tear him? You don't tear him as two? As a second tier now. Yeah. Uh, he's the really? Avengers at one point. But who hasn't been? Well, there's been plenty of people. There's uh, a ton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> story That's another that. story for another day because there's been a ton of Avengers. Yeah. That have showed Leaders, up. Leaders of those Avengers. Well, okay. All right. Another story, another time. Danley, you're quiet on the comic book talk. I understand that. Um, yeah. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sit here and I nod my head. Uh-huh. Just wake up. Just wake up. 
but any, but anyway, so we got to get okay. So all right, so Danley doesn't read comics. Okay, so if you were going to read comics, okay, okay, who's your favorite comic book superhero? Batman beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay, that makes you a very intelligent and smart man that has a very high intellect. Okay, so I want you to read year one. Yeah, your one's really good. Okay. I was gonna say a long Halloween, which is it, well, and, and again, yeah, read long. You can read long Halloween too, you know, as as well later. But read year one. Read that first. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I want you not to take a peek. Okay. So I'm not, I won't take a peek. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. If if you need, you know what, Danley, I'm sending what these that? to you. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. If you send right. it to me, I'll read it. Don't lie to me. I, what I, I've never lied to you. Okay, this is this is now, as you know, this podcast goes down as an anal record, or as I should say in Kevin Smith terms, we have an anal record of this. <laughs> so don't dick me around there, okay? Listen, listen, fella. If you send it, I'll read it. All right, and then then we'll have you back on, and we will have a year one discussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. That will that will get you all, dude. And I got so, and after that, I want him to read Court of Owls. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I want you to read. Well, actually, you know, Josh, let's step back one before that. After this, I want you to read Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Killing Joke. I want. You, oh God, there's so much I want you Death to read. Death in the family. Death in the family. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? Oh, yeah, dude. Just yeah. Start with year one. Yeah, we'll go with year one. We'll start, start with that. With yeah, and then yeah. So all right, don't worry. It's on its way. All right, and here's me holding my breath. Don't worry, dude. That, and I have a, I have a T-shirt for you, too. We're, we're going by the comic book store tomorrow, so I'll make sure that it picks it up. Mm-hmm. Or at least places to order on Amazon. Oh, and by the way, that was, a, that was a, uh, a Mrs. Petite that I sent you. I hope that fit. <laughs> oh, it does. I, I thought it would look a little bit short. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you want me a tummy shirt. <laughs> All right, back to the movies. So, so let's talk about um, Josh. By the way, and back up, back up the mall rats for a second. That happens to be my daughter's favorite movie. My my daughter's favorite Kevin Smith movie is Mall Rats. Really? Fifteen years old, and that's her favorite Kevin Smith movie. Nice. Okay. Now, has she seen all of them? Uh, we've seen Clerks. We've seen Clerks Two, Jay and Silent Bob, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Uh, probably Dogma, but not as often because again, I'm not a huge Dogma fan. It was funny, but not, not a huge Dogma fan. Uh, but yeah, so she's seen. She has a, a good say. Okay, so she's still above the line too. I'm just impressed that a 15-year-old would be into Kevin Smith, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, my son, he likes Kevin Smith because of the Batman stuff, but right. he doesn't he doesn't really like he he I've told him what he needs to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's like after you sent that link to me, I, I showed it to that to Grayson and he's like and he's like rolling on the floor and it's like, dude, that's so funny. Like, go watch the movie. You sit in your room and do stupid shit all day long, stuff all day long. You know what I mean? Go watch this movie. And um, so I think 
he's going to probably jump in on uh, Jalen or the, the strike back. But so we'll, we'll see. But no, um, I'm trying to get Grayson more involved with it to uh, because he appreciates the uh, genres in the and the um, you know who Kevin Smith is. He knows who he is, but he only knows him because of the Batman stuff. That's all he knows. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, so back to the movies though. So Josh, what was your what, what was your list again? It was uh, Clerks, um, Clerks, uh, Mallrats, Clerks Two, um, the uh, Dogma was in there. I'm trying to think of there's there's one that I named like just spouted off and it was at the top of my head there. Um, Jane Silent Ball Strike. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's probably. Hey, let, so let's just talk about Clerks Two for a minute. Mm-hmm. I think we we all have Clerks 2 on our list as well. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And for a sequel to make three relatively intelligent fellows list as a top five movie, that, that, that's saying something. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree. Is uh, I think that I think that um, he recaptured something that was there uh, and not not replicated, but. But built off of. No, oh, uh, Josh, I think you're right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's something that, that... I got two words for you Donkey Show. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was so good. But I think it was the further exploration of uh, Randall, too, though. With the struggles they had with what is he going to well, do, and it was a continuing character study, and you know I don't want to, I cannot go through this podcast without saying one of the my favorite lines is when they were discussing the Death Star, and they talked about the people working on the Death Star and yes. all that stuff. That dude, yeah. that's that's that, See, that's where that's where it like I'm like oh my god I could I could literally be standing in the store or working in this store and having this discussion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and be able to just jump right in. Exactly. Yeah. Just like, just like the guy, and like the fact that he's got like he's got a bystander that's like, well, you know. Yeah. You know. You know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's funny. True story. I just watched that clip tonight, and I immediately flashed to you standing in a store somewhere mm-hmm. with some poor teenager talking about the Death Star. <laughs> yes. And you just forever launching. <laughs> and now nothing is getting done because you are now holding court at the front of this line. <laughs> that's so true. That's true, dude. Because don't don't even get me started because it's like you know that's like a flame a flame to a can of gas on that one. So, but yeah, that that I that I could just like I mean that I'm like thinking, oh my god, that's a conversation that I would have. Mm-hmm. I would even have brought the topic up. We've probably had it. Yeah. Some of the conversations that Josh and I have had have been so obscure yeah. and in multiple universes, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, it doesn't matter. We've had these discussions that are so obscure that I'm like thinking, would anybody be interested in this? But then when you hear when you it's see something guy. like that, you know, I'm like thinking, oh, my God, people do talk about shit like this, stuff like this. It's crazy. So, yeah. You're you're not as weird as everybody thinks you are. Oh well, thank God. Well, thank goodness. So, but um, let's talk about um, 
if we can, let's go back to dogma because yeah. that's not on your list, is it, Josh? It's on my list. It is on your list, but it's not on it's yours, Daniel, right? No, no, no. So uh, dogma, I, I, I appreciated dogma, and plus I loved, I love rock in that too. He was great. Yeah, Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock was fantastic in that, and um, and and oh, you know, I, I got to bow down too, and and maybe I watch this at a time where I was more influenced too because um George Carlin oh, yeah. oh my god was yeah, oh. I think about like the George Carlin George Carlin and the way that he played that piece that he did with that was yeah. so ridiculously good and it and I only say this because I was never a Carlin fan oh, see yeah, I, I and I never really like I never really appreciated him but 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 so um i went to um i was basically well actually you might know her too danley but cc um yeah yeah, you know cc so cc had tickets to go see that show in pittsburgh and her um, boyfriend at the time was sent out of town for travel right so she calls, Sean is working, I'm doing nothing. She goes, you want to go? And she had tickets to go see Carlin live. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then she goes, I'll take you to Hooters. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> okay. So feed it was the fat kid wings. Exactly. It feed the fat kid wings. And it was, uh, it was uh, down uh, Station Square. So we went and saw him down. And honest to God, I had never really appreciated his comedy. Saw him live. Dude, he floored me. His comedy was so intelligent, so funny, so on point. I mean, I don't think people really – I mean, I guess they do. I guess they do understand how talented the guy is. Yeah. But the guy is – I mean, it was – it made me a fan. I walked out of there. I was a fan. I went and bought his Could book. it just be that you were late to the game, man? Like everybody else knew it and you yeah. just woke up oh, to it? But, dude, then again, he's playing down Station Square. So how big is he? He wasn't playing the arena. Yeah, so I think, I think he's you know, probably, so maybe one of the things like that he was he's more appreciated now than yeah. he was when he was alive. But he was alive when he's I lived, and, and this is when he dropped his one book called Wait. Brain Droppings. Yeah. And I I went and bought the book, I read it. It was so funny. I mean, I'm I've never read a book where I'm laughing out loud mm-hmm. until I read this. You know, and he he really is. He's a treasure that people don't understand. I don't think a lot of people appreciate him as much as he should be appreciated. But then seeing him in this, I'm like, holy smokes, this guy's really – he's good. He's really, really good. And I, and I think that when I went in to see Dogma too, seeing him in it too just made it – at that point, I was riding high on the Carlin wave as well too. So I loved his character, you know, and I thought that it was interesting the way the approach they were taking and – they were looking at, you know, the, the the religious aspects of things that are going on in society and everything today mm-hmm. with the riots and all that type of stuff and stuff. I don't know. I thought it was interesting, and I loved Chris Rock in that. I thought that was really cool. I wasn't looking – at that point, it wasn't – that movie really wasn't about developing characters per se, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just more of a – it was an interesting type of plot movie in a sense to me. With the two fallen angels and all that type yeah, of stuff, no, I, you know. I, I didn't like. Ad said something about, um, you know, that movie was trying to teach you something. I just, I didn't like. I didn't take from it as that. Yeah. It's like as much as I did from like, 
the movie um, Legion or like um, you know like Constantine or something like that. Much yeah. More like it's a religious thing and they're playing a religious bit, but like yeah, not necessarily like trying to like yeah. make a point. Yeah, but but Carlin was always trying to stick oh, it to Carlin was always trying to stick always, it to, yeah. and he I mean he had that little. He had those moments in there that I thought were, I just I just thought it was I think that there was some smart and really witty stuff that went on in there that wasn't appreciated, and I think that it wasn't just Carlin's wittiness. The other characters still had these witty pieces, and some of it I think people looked at as like deadpan comedy, but if you look deeper, those some of those lines between uh, Damon and and Affleck. Those are some great lines. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, yeah, you could take him as, oh, it is funny little piece, you know, whatever. But if you re- read a little deeper into what they're saying, and, you know, it, it's a, it, it, makes, it makes the joke a little stronger. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the strongness, I think the strength of, I don't know if the writing was just, maybe it was the writing then. Maybe the writing wasn't as strong as it should have been. But I think that I still, I thought that movie was, I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it still, you know, played to, like the, you know, Kevin Smith's type of, type of movie, you know, which which I became used to, you know. Listen, let me set this straight right now. Okay, Dan's gonna break it down for us. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, hold on, put my seatbelt on, hold on. Best part about Dogma. Yeah. Was it was, was it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Well, I wasn't gonna say that, Danley, because I don't want to feel like a homer. What? Listen. Homer, homo, whatever. Homer? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Matt listens. Does not want to look like a homer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the best part about it. Yeah. But number two, point two. I don't want to have to think about my comedy. Right. So Jay and Silent Bob strike back when they're coming out of the diner and they're talking, they're a homosexual couple and this is their love child. I'm not gay, but the fat man loves the cops. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. I'm laughing. Yeah. So, but, but, but you don't want, you don't want Kevin Smith to like evolve to like even like, no, trust me. I want dick jokes. I want all that stuff, but I want you. You don't want Kevin to evolve at all. No, 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 I don't. Yeah, no, he doesn't. (laughs) Well, I like the Steelers to play a three-four. There you go, and we always will. By the way, always will play a three-four because you know what? We win. Right. So you know, I I could the list could go on like. Do I want Ray Vittori to be a different Ray Vittori? No. I like the guy who comes and breaks cement blocks with his head. Do I need that to change? No. Why? Mm-hmm. It's funny the way it is. It works the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, talked to you. I'm sorry, Pat. My <laughs> bad. Uh, so, let's... Um... No, but uh, back to his point, though. Yeah. So, but... I get what you're saying completely, yeah. Danley, and I completely agree. But, but you don't, because you like. You, listen, there's times that Matt likes funny dick jokes. We yeah. get it. You know, there, there's things that Sonny likes, and then there's things that Matt likes, right? So Matt likes a little highbrow humor. Sonny likes dick jokes. It's okay, man. 
I understand that, but but don't you want? But ser- seriously though, don't you want Kevin Smith? There's evolving to, and there's adapting. I think. The, yeah, I, I think, think that what I want more. Kevin Smith to do is be able to encapsulate all the shit that we like, yeah. all that stuff we like, and then. And that's it. But no, 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 no. But I mean, if we don't, if but if we don't get, if we don't get more from him, it's the same thing that we we that I talked to you about Cap Captain Marvel with the whole Israeli conflict type yeah. of thing, like you know. I could I could care less, or or uh, even better point the the Twilight Zone series, so the yeah. stuff that they've been doing on there with the new one, and, and I get that it's always been a political show, but like they haven't like stopped the the shit down your throat, yeah, the entire time. Um, as to where you know it's it's something to to make or to 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 sideline a point to and and to bring in a little bit of story mm-hmm. versus making that the main focus. And I get that. I mean I I don't necessarily think that, that was that was as big dot or as 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 big of a thing within dogma. But um I, I do get where, where he maybe is coming from. Honestly. Yeah. Listen, okay. l- l- let me put it in terms you can understand. <laughs> okay. If you go to Franklin Barbecue. Yes. What are you going to get there? Brisket. Right. You're not going to walk up to Aaron Franklin and say, hey, can I have a pepperoni pizza? Spread your wings. Express yourself a little differently. Make me a pizza. No. You're going to say, give me brisket. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I get, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I, and I appreciate it. And but... I will applaud him for wanting to spread his wings. Yeah. I will stand behind him and say I'm still a Kevin Smith fan, even though he's trying to do these different things. But you want me to put one in the Kevin Smith wheelhouse? Give me a dick joke. Yeah. Give me a donkey show. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's where we draw the line, though, too. It's like we all we all have driven this line because he's he's departed from that in like his later releases too. I don't think that he's. Yeah, oh yeah, Red, Red State. Oh yeah, he's State, departed. State, he's departed. Tusk, yeah, um, Tusk. Yeah, I mean all that stuff. So I mean, and we'll pay the seventeen fifty to see it. Yeah, and, and we'll move on. Yeah, but it's never going to hit your top five. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's not his wheel. That's not Kevin Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did to enjoy me. both Red Smith or Red State and. Yeah. So where do you? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't dislike Red State. I thought it was good. I like Goodman was good yeah, in it. Well, yeah, I think I think that what I with Red State. Yeah, I think Red State. I wanted, I wanted, I didn't get the tenseness that I wanted out of it. You know, I didn't get the uh, like. I I like I like the premise of it, and I think the the first part of the movie was strong, and then it kind of fell a little bit flat towards the end, and it was kind of like a little bit of a lazy ending to me. And that's why I didn't put it there at all, because we're talking like really we're talking different genres and different types of of movies in a sense. But I just didn't I didn't feel it. It didn't didn't resonate with me. Yeah. But I did. I did appreciate it. I thought it was good. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. It was uh, oh, as, as far as an indie. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's great. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about? 
I mean, Chasing Amy was on my list. Is it on your list? Enjoyed Chasing Amy. Josh was no on that, and you were. It was in your list, though. Yeah. Well, I don't mean say that, but it wasn't in your top five. So I, I thought, I thought Chasing Amy was probably his most adventurous dip into complex issue, lesbian, obviously, and the whole gay lesbian thing, and uh, the. I thought Affleck's character in that was really interesting because they did they did develop him out in that you know what I mean he was this guy who's I mean out to conquest and you know he was definitely gonna you know be this and be that and but then it showed the fragile side like when when Amy broke down and told him too that you know well I I've already been with another guy you know. And then he was like completely distraught. So it showed a complexity of characters in a situation that was very unique to me, in a sense, you know. And 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 obviously Jason Lee, again, Jason Lee, I have to say, Jason Lee has completely has done, underrated, I think. Oh completely underrated. I mean, completely. But let's give him his props for Earl. I mean, that was oh, great, fantastic, fantastic piece of work on that. Um, but yeah, but I mean, he really. Story is there. I'm have to look that up because there's got to be something else there with Jason Lee as to like why he's with Kevin. No, no, like why people aren't hiring. Oh, because uh, you know, the same way that with like Edward Norton, like you know Edward Norton is impossible to hire. Dude, he is Edward Norton. Sidebar, yes, fantastic, fantastic. But, dude, but he, dude, he takes he, a hold of stuff. Oh my god, and he it, he rewrites scripts and like. He, oh well, that's why then. That's that's why. If there's something with Jason Lee that's like that, although I don't think that he would be. I don't think Kevin Smith would be working them into like all this project no. now, even though something like that. I well, just, when you, I, there's got to be something. Yeah, I mean, that's why people aren't hiring because yeah. he's a fantastic actor. He's great. He's really good, and I think he's really held up a lot of the Kevin Smith movies we talked about. Yeah, he's been in all of them. Yeah, so clerks, we can, we can uh, no, it wasn't Clerks, but we can talk about him for sure. I mean, he's definitely been a contributor, a strong contributor. And I thought chasing Amy was a great character exploration. I thought it was a good story. And I, and I remember watching that and then like thinking, you know, I mean, it made you think a little bit, you know, and that's not a Kevin Smith movie does not usually make you think, you know yeah, what I mean? That, and that's about as deep as I'd like to get with Kevin Smith to be quite honest. Yeah. Well, so you have an expectation though, Dan Lee too, though, that you want your Kevin Smith to do what he does. And right. and that, and that's great too, and and I appreciate that too because, like I said, I love I love his style, I love his tack, love his humor, his thumbprint. When you see a movie, you can see it; it's there. And I love, I love how he weaves in all the comic book stuff, all the nerd stuff. Isn't it right? Listen, the the two of you ought to have a shrine to Kevin Smith down yeah. in South Carolina somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Because he is YouTube. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely like he's he's pushed the fandom to like an exception, an acceptable norm. He's done definitely his part. 
let me say this about chasing Amy. First of all, I hate Ben Affleck. I hate everything about him. <laughs> if there was a worse Batman than him, it might only be Val Kilmer. Oh, easy, easy, easy. So, but let me let me walk it back a step and say that I I thought he was great in chasing Amy. I don't know anybody else who could have done it. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You want to talk about um, upcoming stuff for Kevin Smith? I know we. Uh, do you have anything on um, Jan Song and Bob Reboot other than they've finished production on it? Um, no. Kevin's finished the. Can't uh, wait to see it. Yeah, he's finished. He's finished editing and stuff. He's gotten down to um, to to the final cut now, and then it's been in theaters um, October. I think so. Yeah. yeah so. Um, yeah, that's that's coming out soon, and then we'll provide updates on the the TV show that Home and Mark and Norton are doing once that we get updates from um, probably Batman on Batman. They're also uh, releasing a um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot trailer during um, San Diego Comic Con here in a couple weeks, so they're dropping the first trailer there during one of those things. <laughs> Any uh, last thoughts um, from the panel? What do you got, Danley? Anything? Nah, man, I'm good. This was exquisite. <laughs> I think that uh, what I can say from my per- perspective with uh, Smith, though, and his movies, especially the ones that I rated, he uh, has ca- he's captured um, like a lot of um, feelings and traits and th- things like that are like that I'm relatable to, you know. And I think that, that that comes through with a lot of his movies is relatability, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, the more he can do that, the better it'll be. <clears throat> when, especially when he's like, you know, I appreciate the other stuff he's done. Don't get me wrong. But I like to go back to the. Those pieces where it's more relatable. No, yeah. well, and I think, Sonny, you said it earlier, and it was a great point. He, like Jay and Silent Bob, are every man superheroes, uh, right? Oh, Chronic and Blunt. And, and, and that, and that is what his that to me that's like a theme through his classic movies, right? Mm-hmm. Is the everyday man that got the the uh, the Dante who gets up every day. Even the days he's not supposed to be here and goes to work, those are the superheroes of the world. Yep. You got it. Yeah. I, I agree. Completely agree. I just think he writes to these movies are written and designed for a period of people, time wise, that uh, it resonates. That's all. I mean, that's really what it is. And and they're written on a level where everybody can understand them, right? You don't have to have a degree from MIT to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Every man's uh, storyteller is Kevin Smith. Well, um, let us know what your top five are in the comments uh, on uh, either the podcast or the Facebook page. Honestly, they're on the podcast. We're not going to read them, so preferably the Facebook page. Um, 
and uh, make sure to go and rate uh, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out. Helps people get to the podcast. Um, until then, we've got to go cornhole a donkey. And this has been a <laughs> podcast.